I would like to share with you today from the Bible and other external sources that Christianity is nothing more than sun worship. And this is part one of our study. Okay, now, although the denial is strong that this is not the case, the evidence reveals otherwise. The proclamation is made that sun worship is pagan. We're not pagan. We worship the one true living God and his son. But is that really so? Let's take a look. There's a test that I give to see if people are at a point where it is worth the while to invest further time with them. If they get this, then I proceed. If they don't, then I leave them alone. What's the test, you ask? It's this. Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2. What does it say? It says this. To ye that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Now, if you look there, you see the word is S-U-N, not S-O-N. The Son of Righteousness. In both the King James Version and the New International Version, the word Son is spelt with a capital S. As we know, when we did English in school, literature, we were told that a proper noun starts with a capital letter. So this is a proper noun, which means it is the name of either a person, a place, or a thing. Now, once we have figured that out, the next step is to figure out who is described as the son of righteousness with healing in his wings, in history. And when we look in history, there is only one person that has been described as a son of righteousness with healing in his wings, and that is the Egyptian sun deity Amun-Ra. Okay, now, if you look at the diagram that we have here, or the picture, you'd see the sundial in the center and the falcon wings on either end is actually the, the symbol for the Egyptian sun god or sun deity Amun-Ra. Now we need to understand that men have worshipped throughout history consistently as far as we can tell all the way up to ancient Egypt and even now the sun and because the sun is considered the giver of life. No life can exist on the planet without the sun. If the sun goes, life goes. And so the sun is considered the giver of life. Okay? The sun dies every night and then resurrects every morning. Okay? So it's got wings. It's depicted with wings because it seems to fly. Now, I want us to go a little further and I want us to dig deep. We're going to go into the Catholic Encyclopedia because what we do is every time that we pray, and you would admit this, at the end of our prayer, we say, Amen. Okay, now, We've been told that that word amen means 
so be it. Okay, that's what we've been told. All right. And so we think that we're saying amen or so be it at the end of our prayer. But is that really what we're saying? Now, here's what the Catholic Encyclopedia has to say about the word amen. Finally, we know that the word amen occurs not infrequently in early Christian inscriptions and that it was often introduced into anatomas or curses and Gnostic spells. Who were the Gnostics? They were the early Christians. What was one of their beliefs? They did not believe in a physical man called Jesus the Christ. They believed that the Christ was a state of consciousness, and we can go all the way back up to ancient Egypt and find that. Okay, there were these fights uh, in the early Christian church because you had those who believed in the physical Jesus, those who did not believe in the physical Jesus, as Paul was probably one of those. Uh, most likely Paul himself was a Gnostic. And then you had those who believed that there was a physical Jesus, but that he was not the, the son of God, per se. He was not God. He was simply a, a prophet of God. And you had these different groups, and they fought literally in the streets many times, okay? And so when Constantine called the, the conference in Rome, which is known as the Nicene Conference, Basically, what he was trying to do was establish order in his kingdom. Okay, he wanted to. He got all of the bishops and all of all of the the leaders of the church together to come to a decision as to what we would determine would be the Christian faith. And of course, those who did not accept this presentation or this decision that Jesus was. The Christ, the Son of the Living God, and that kind of stuff, they were anatomized. They were removed from the church. Okay, so that is it. Then it goes on. Moreover, as the Greek letters which form Amen according to their numerical values, total 99, Alpha 1, Mu 40, Espelon 8, Nu 50, this number also appears in inscriptions, especially of Egyptian origin. So we're finding out here that this Amen came all the way back from ancient Egypt. As a matter of fact, that's where it originated. And a sort of magical efficacy seems to have been attributed to its symbol. It should be mentioned that the word amen is still employed in the rituals both of Jews and Mohammedans. So both Jews use it, Mohammedans use it, Christians use it. So here's what the Catholic Encyclopedia just told us. Number one, the word amen originated with the Egyptians. Amun-Ra, okay, that's where the word came from. When the Egyptians closed their prayer after praying to Amun-Ra, they said, Amen, you guessed it. 
Number two, amen was used by the early Christians, the Gnostics and their curses, offerings and spells, and is also used by the Jews and Mohammedans and Christians even today. Number three, and this is important, that the word is believed to have magical powers. And by using the word, one can produce magical effect. That's the reason why you use amen at the end of your prayer. Not because it means so be it, but because you are, number one, worshipping the sun god Amun-Ra, and number two, because that word has magical powers. Now, if we go back, and I want us to do that, I want us to go back to um, to Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2, we need to ask our question, what is this doing in the Bible? Why is Amun-Ra mentioned in the Bible as the one who is giving you healing? And that's a question that you will need to answer. Okay? So why are Christians, after all of these years, 2,000 plus years, still worshipping Amun-Ra under the guise of worshipping Helios Christos or Jesus the Christ, okay, who is Helios Christos, but we'll deal with that later. Now, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 78, it says, Through the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, Go back again, through the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring, what's the day spring? The sun. The sun coming in the morning, whereby the day spring has visited us. Who's it referring to? It's referring to the sun. That is represented by what we know as Jesus Christ. This is Luke 1, You can go check it yourself. Okay. Here's what the Monsi Reverse Interlinear Bible has to say. Because of the tender mercies of our God, by which the rising sun of heaven will visit us. Okay? And here's what you have in the Orthodox Jewish Bible. Through the Rachimin of Elohinu, through the great mercy of our God, by which has visited us, the rising Shemesh, or sun, Moshai, from Shuma. So again, Jesus Christ is referred to as the rising sun. In the book of, in the book of Revelation, we see there that Jesus Christ is referred to as the Amen. It says, and unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. So who is Jesus Christ? He is the amen. Who is the amen? He is Amun-Ra. Who is Amun-Ra? He is the son of righteousness. Who is the son of righteousness? He is the Egyptian sun deity, 
that we worship. That's part one. Please remember to subscribe to our channel and also our Patreon to support this podcast and keep us going. And remember to share with those that you think will benefit from it. Have a great day. Bye.